This is John Chandler, and you have found His Presence, Our Praise. And this is our podcast. I want this first episode to be informative. I want you to know who I am, where I come from, and what qualifies me to be able to help you. Now, granted, I am still always learning and looking for new ways to do things, but the things I've already done, the things I've already experienced, I think will help especially the small churches. You see, the University Highway Church of God, where I am currently the worship leader, is a smaller country church that's basically in the middle of nowhere, I feel like, sometimes. We're about 30 miles from the nearest city, and we're about an hour away from the nearest large city. The town of Maplesville, Alabama, is by far the closest, and again, it's a town with a population of about 600, and it's seven miles away from the church. So we're kind of a old-fashioned Pentecostal country church, but we are a good church. I'm glad to be there. The church runs about anywhere from 35 to 50 people. Yes, that is quite a swing, but that is on its low days, the days when... Most people are starting to vacation and take trips and stuff like that. And, uh, of course, the great days are fantastic. But we're still in that small church category. I have a praise team that's full of a good heart and effort. And they have incredible attitudes that they always want to contribute to what I'm doing, what we are doing, and what's direction the church wants to go and needs to go. I was raised in a Pentecostal home where my parents were the ministers of music at our church. During the time at that church, I learned to play several instruments, number one being the drums. After a few years of playing drums, I moved on to playing the bass, and from there I continued to learn and develop my playing ability for the acoustic guitar. I also began playing an electric guitar and picking out the lead parts and would even sing on very rare occasions. Even though my parents would sing, it was not my calling. So I did not want to do it. Looking back with what I know now, I wish I had paid more attention and sung more with my parents. My mom played the piano. And she also taught piano on the side. And yes, she tried to teach me. But me being who I was, I was halfway interested. I would sit down at her piano and just kind of play around and pick out different things and and just kind of experiment with the piano a little bit. I did not want to commit to it because I honestly felt like it was overwhelming. I felt like it was something that would be very difficult to learn. Even though I'd already learned how to play the drums, the bass, 
rhythm guitar, and lead guitar, there was just something about the piano. Something about those keys and using each individual finger on both hands, it just seemed overwhelming. But nonetheless, my mom still tried, and I did learn a few things. I did learn a basic formation of chords. I did learn how to read music. However, when it comes to reading music, it is not a sight read. I have to think about it, pull out a pen or a pencil, and count lines and spaces to determine what the note is, even today. And I think that's probably the biggest drawback that I have. The biggest regret is that I have not learned to read music yet, not to be able to sit down and play it anyways. Have I tried? Yes, I've tried to teach myself and tried to look into different methods of learning how to sight read, but as of yet, nothing has seemed to work. But I digress. That's a different story. The main part of the story that I want to get to is this. A while after my wife and I got married, we moved back to our hometown of Selma, Alabama. And we began attending the Westwood Church of God, where she had grown up and where I had ended up being in the pursuit of her hand. So we ended up going back to church there and a lot of friends and family members there. And and that's where we landed. And of course, I got involved with the music. As time would go by, something very, very special happened. I heard the voice of God. I'm not talking about an impression of the heart. I'm not talking about a conscience situation where my conscience makes me feel bad or feel good about something. I'm driving down the road, and I hear a voice call my name, and I'm sitting there like, well, what? And then I heard it. John, learn to play the piano. I was flabbergasted, to say the least. Here I am in my truck by myself, and I hear somebody tell me to learn to play the piano. Now, first of all, the fact that God spoke to me audibly, I still don't understand the fullness of what he meant. Not his words, but the fact that he chose me to speak to. In a day and age where most people don't hear the the audible voice of God, I heard it, just as Moses heard it, just as Abraham and Noah heard the voice just as the prophets of old heard his voice. I heard it. He spoke to me. No, I am nowhere near on those men of God's level. I'm just me. When we went to Westwood, I ended up back playing drums. We had a bassist. We had a pianist, which at that time I did not know how to play the piano. And what was needed was a drummer, so I fell in to be a drummer. And then God told me to learn the piano, and I'm sitting there going, what in the world? I don't understand, God. What are you doing? Why are you talking to me? Not that I'm ashamed or afraid of it. I'm just in awe of it, and it's just like, why did you choose me? Now, all that's for a different story of, of further speculation. The point is, God told me to do something. So I went home, and I prayed. I sought God told my wife about it. I couldn't shake this feeling that I needed to learn to play the piano. So I talked to the pastor, and I asked him if it would be okay if, well, if I came to the church and and played the piano some. 
And he said, absolutely. He made the church available to me. Late at night, uh, when I was coming in from work, he allowed me to go into the church and play. So that's what I did. I went to the church, and, and those times of playing ended up being a time of personal worship. I was able to spend time one-on-one with God. Those times ended up being times when he would come down and fellowship with me. To say it's a God thing is an understatement. Because when I would sit at the piano and I would start to play things, and I I would struggle, and I'm playing it, I know how the song's supposed to sound, and I'm trying to play it, God would shape and mold me in those days. He helped me find what I was looking for. He showed me the chords. He showed me the sound. He helped me with the rhythm. God basically taught me to play the piano. Yes, my mother gave me a foundation to draw upon. But since that day, I have learned so much with the piano. No, I don't necessarily get into playing a lot of melody. I do more chords and feels and and runs. It's the way that God taught me. Now, I look at myself now, and I think to myself, I am not the best pianist in the world. There's a lot, a lot of people that's a lot better than me. Even in our church, I have a guy who's been coming for uh, almost two years now, and he also plays the piano, and he's been playing with us for about a year. He is a dynamic piano player, very humble, but he is he's good. The things that I have had trouble learning, he knows. He can read music. He can play by, not necessarily by ear, but he can follow very well uh, the, the, the vocalists and, and other musicians. He can follow, and he, he's a dynamic piano player, and I've learned from him. He and I have been able to sit down together and play, and and his name is Shane, and he's he's just a dynamic player. And I'm thrilled that he's at our church and on our praise team. But God taught me to play. So that's what I started doing, like I said, just playing at night. And then the day came when the pastor, who at the time was our piano player, told us he was leaving. He said he had accepted a position at another church and that it was time for him to go. Well, then I knew why God told me to learn. First of all, to learn the piano, it was going to take an audible voice of God for me, because that was not on my radar to learn. I didn't want to. So God got a hold of me by speaking to me, and that convinced me to learn to play, and it fit perfectly in the timetable. The pastor had about two more weeks at our church, and I was able to step in right away and begin playing. About two years later, God spoke to me and said that my time at that church had come to an end. And I prayed about it and talked to my wife about it, and we came to an agreement that it was time for us to do something different. A new season in our life was coming up. So I resigned. And I gave them two weeks, and then we we left. Well, for the next month or month and a half, we kind of visited other churches. Well, on a particular Sunday morning, 
we were trying to get ready to go to a church that was about 30 miles from us. And something happened with one of the kids. Um, I don't remember exactly what it was, but something happened and we were delayed. And the time we got to leave ended up being about 1030-ish. So I said, let's just go right here to University Highway Church of God. Now, this church, well, for my dad, it's home. My grandmother was a part of this church for many, many years. She was active in the music there. And, uh, in fact, she was active until the day she passed away uh, there at University Highway. My dad grew up there, like I mentioned. Uh, my uncles grew up there. It's just a lot of family history there. I've got cousins and aunts and uncles that you know, are going to church there at this time. And it's it's just a church that I really honestly had no intention of attending on a regular basis. We needed to be in church, and that was the obvious choice based upon its location and proximity to our home. But we needed to be in church somewhere, and if we couldn't make the other church, I said, let's let's just go here, visit here today, and we'll get a better start next Sunday. So we went in. The, the worship portion of the service was taking off, and I was in a little bit of culture shock. I'm a man who enjoys modern worship, the newer praise music. And what I walked into was bluegrass. Yes, if my memory serves me correctly, it was nothing but a six-string guitar and a banjo. So it was full-on bluegrass music. Now, there's nothing wrong with bluegrass music. I've come to appreciate some of it in my time there. And and the same thing with some of the hymns and some of the old, older gospel songs. But it's not something I wanted to hear on a regular basis. It's something that, okay... It happened one Sunday. I'm good. (laughs) Bluegrass is not my music. But anyway, we sat down, and after church, the pastor came up to us. The pastor and I had a passing knowledge of each other uh, from when we were kids. Uh, We'd been around each other very little bit, uh, and um, like I said, just had a, a passing knowledge. His mom and dad had pastored at that church um, about 20 years previous, and this was his first church as pastor. And quite honestly, he's still there today, and, and people love him. But he walks up to us, introduces himself formally, and we start talking and just kind of build an initial relationship at that moment, you know, getting to know each other. Well, a lot of people in the church started greeting us and talking to us, some aunts and some uncles and different people. And it had a different feel to the church than what I remembered. There was something different, but I couldn't put my finger on it. After a little bit, we started heading towards the door after the end of the service and the time of fellowship. And the pastor stopped us again and said, listen, we're having a special dinner up here Friday night, and we would like y'all to come and join us. So I looked at my wife and said, okay, yeah, we'll we'll do that. 
And he said, okay, great. If you need to bring your kids, that's fine. Uh, we've got something special for them, but this night's really designed for younger adults. So that night, we or that Friday night, we came back and we, we walked in and um, we followed the sounds and ended up in the fellowship hall. And of course, it's not a big church, but we weren't sure if they were meeting in the in the sanctuary first for anything. We weren't sure exactly how it was going to happen, but in any case, we ended up in the fellowship hall and one of the musicians of the church was dressed in black slats and a white shirt, white button down. He had a towel draped over his arm. And he said, oh, John, Jennifer, how are you doing? Good. He said, I got the perfect table for you. Just follow me. It was as if we had walked into an Italian restaurant. Some of the, what I call, non-college and career and aged adults People above the age of 35 to 40 were serving those beneath the ages of 35. They had made homemade lasagna, salad, drinks, and they really did it up good, and they were serving them. He sat us down, took our drink orders, asked us what kind of salad dressing we preferred, brought us our drinks a few moments later, and then after a few minutes, when everything was starting to get ready, they brought our salads out with us with salad dressing and and uh, they kept our drinks full and after a little bit longer uh, they brought out the lasagna which was fantastic i absolutely love lasagna and that was good stuff but the whole feel of the night was that of love and service it changed my perspective of the church we got done eating, and then we went into the sanctuary, and, and there was a special presentation movie that they that they played. Well, the next Sunday, me and my wife were getting ready, and I said, you know, there was something about University Highway. If it's okay with you, I'd like to go back. And she said, that's fine with me. I was kind of thinking the same thing. So we went back, and again, the friendliness, it just, it overwhelmed us, and and before you know it, we're there. I still had not got involved with the music. I didn't feel like it was my time or place to do anything like that. I was going to wait for God. I wanted him to place me where he wanted me. And if it wasn't University Highway Church of God, then I did not want to get involved with their program just to come up and leave after a few weeks or a few months. I didn't know what God's plan was, but I knew I was where I was supposed to be for a short time. Well, one day... And I don't remember the exact days. Please forgive me. But it was a Sunday afternoon. The pastor called me and asked me if I would come up and talk to him at the church. So I did. I think this was in the neighborhood of the 1st of March. And we're talking a little bit. And he, he says, John, where do you think your ministry is? And I looked at him. I said, what do you mean? He said, what areas of ministry do you think God has for you? And I said, well, I know he has called me into the music ministry. I said, I feel a burden and a desire to lead people in worship, but I'm not sure what God's ultimate plan is. I'm not sure where he wants me right now in that capacity. I said, I'm just waiting on God. And he grinned and he said, well, I've been praying and God has laid you on my heart. Now, that's a powerful thing. When God lays you on somebody's heart, 
and they start praying about it. That is a powerful, powerful form of intercession. So he told me he prayed, and he said that God had impressed upon him that I would be a good fit in the music program. I said, oh, okay. He says, John, will you lead the music program? And I just looked at him. Was not expecting that from University Highway Church of God. I was expecting, honestly, if that he was going to ask me to be a musician, to play drums or, or whatnot. So when he asked for that, I was in shock. And I said, thought for a second, and I said, well, let me pray about it. He said, I understand. So I left that meeting with mixed emotions because I, I was just in shock. Part of me wanted to say yes. Part of me wanted to say no. Part of me was like, oh, my Lord. You still are not a vocalist, John. What would you do? So I went home, talked to my wife. We prayed, and I felt that it was God's will to be there. So that's what I did. I called the pastor up, and I told him, you know, hey, just so you know, full disclosure, I've not sung much. I'm more the musician style. So when it comes to singing, I sound probably about like a dying calf in a hailstorm. And he laughed and he said, trust me, uh, that's the least of my concerns. So we accepted. And I've been there ever since. Now, I no longer sound like a dying calf in a hailstorm. God has developed my voice where I've been able to sing. And I enjoy it. And I enjoy leading in worship there. When I took over, my first Sunday was Easter Sunday. Talk about being thrown to the wolves on your first day. People that don't go to church any other time of the year show up on Easter Sunday. So we had to practice and make sure we had our music down and go from there. But it was still an exciting time. After that first service, the nervousness started to go away, and and I settled into a groove. And we had a piano player at the time, so I didn't have to play. We had a bassist and a guitarist. And coincidentally... That's all we have today. The only addition to that is I have a keyboard set up that I'm able to play as well. So we've got those things. We do not have a drummer at the moment. Haven't had one for five years. Have been looking for one for about five years, but have yet to have one come through the door that's willing to stay. But with our our existing musicians, and, and I have two female vocalists, that sing with me, with our little praise band, we've been able to accomplish some great things. We have experienced some incredible moments of intimate worship. We have grown together as a unit, and we have grown as a church. When I got there, I was happy to have everybody playing in the same key. Now we're working out individual notes, individual progressions. We're talking about more than just the basics to get the song played. We're talking about dynamics. We're talking about alternate chording in different places versus what's being played on the the piano. We're talking about alternate rhythms and speeds of songs and working out individual things. Vocally, we're talking about what I tend to call flipping thirds, where if I'm singing the lead and then we have a soprano and an alto, I go up to the alto part, 
the alto singer jumps up to the soprano, and the soprano goes to a higher version of the lead. And we do it in synchro, you know, synchronized motion, and we're in tune, and we're together, and it comes across incredibly. So we're doing different things. We have grown to the point where we're comfortable with where we're at, and we're trying to stretch ourselves to new things. I've had the guitarist, who was one of the main bluegrass musicians, and what still is, I had him bring his banjo one day, and he played his banjo with some of our modern worship, just to add a different sound, a little tinge of of uniqueness and different, uh, different approach to the music. He didn't play it on every song, but there, there were a couple of songs that it fit in quite nicely. So there's a lot of different things that, that's going on, and, and that's where I'm at. And those things that I have overcome and pushed through, those things are items that every praise team has to fight and push through, especially if they want to be a great praise team. I tell my people, I don't want the best musicians or the best vocalists. What I want are musicians and vocalists who strive for excellence. As long as we're pushing forward for excellence, to do it with the best attitudes, with the best effort, you know, the best everything. We're doing our part to be the best. And if somewhere along the way we trip up, we fail, something happens and and all the wheels fall off, then I don't care because we're still striving for excellence. And the thing that I've noticed is even though we're striving for excellence and we hit a bad note, we sing a bad note, or the whole worship set seems to be just absolutely blah and nobody really wants to worship with us that day. Whatever the case may be, if we're striving for excellence, then I feel like we have done service to God because we're giving him everything. And that's the point. If we give him everything, he's going to meet us in the middle and he's going to bless us and bless what we do. I'm not striving for perfection. Yes, we practice. Yes, I want to get it right. Yes, I want to hit those dynamics, but we're human. We are not perfect. The only perfect one was Jesus Christ, and he is most certainly not on my praise team, although I would love for him to be. I'm sure he has an incredible tenor voice or bass voice or alto or soprano. He can hit them all, but I digress. He's not on my praise team, so we're not perfect. We just strive to do the best we can in the best way possible, and that's what's made our praise team at University Highway a success. That's what I want to teach you guys how to overcome situations, how to overcome personalities, how to overcome things that could tear you apart and tear you down, to tell you how to take your music to the next level, not to be the best or not just to go to the next level, but to be excellent. You see, whether you have a big church or small church, the concepts and ideas and precepts that I'm going to bring to you will help you. Because in the end, it's all about serving God and doing his work and doing his will. There's a lot of things that that I'll be going over in the podcast, a lot of different areas, addressing specific musicians in your group, uh, different vocal positions, different things. I'll have interviews. I'll have 
other worship leaders and musicians from my praise team and other churches as well to contribute and be special guests. And uh, I'll even have pastors come in and talk about how their the worship affects what they do and add their perspective and twist on things. So I encourage you, go ahead and hit subscribe, like it, and give it a quick review of what you think. And if uh, if you want to contact us, our email address is all one word, His Presence, Our Praise, at gmail.com. That's His Presence, Our Praise, at gmail.com. You can also check out our website where we have a blog. And the web address is his presence, our praise at whichsite.com slash HPOP. That's his presence, our praise at whichsite.com slash HPOP. Check us out on Facebook as well. We have a Facebook group called His Presence, Our Praise, where I post notifications about new blog posts and podcast posts. So give us a check out, subscribe, and we'll see you next week.